Hi, and welcome to the Fearlessly Kind podcast, all about creating a kinder girl world. My name is Kate Whitfield, and I am the founder and CEO of Fearlessly Girl, speaker, author, and girls empowerment expert. Each week, join me and our incredible Fearlessly Kind facilitators as we share our tips and strategies to raise and educate strong, empowered young women and lead by example as we inspire a generation of girls to be kinder to themselves and each other. Hello, hello, my Fearlessly Kind family. I'm your host, Kate Whitfield. I'm so excited to welcome you to the podcast, welcome you back. If you're new here, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, We're kicking off season two with this episode, and it's also back to school season. And this is why I wanted to bring you this episode right away at the beginning of the year, because we're talking to Jodi Oakley, who was one of our first Fearlessly Kind facilitators. Um, But she has been running her girls group in her school in Northern California for several years now, and she has really made it into something so special and so transformative. And I had her on with her team and with a couple of the girls from the actual group who got to share their experience as well. But Jodi's so great because she talks about how she got support for her girls group, how she got it up and running, how she managed to kind of navigate COVID and all of that with her girls group and get it back up and running. So Jodi's fantastic. She's an absolute wealth of information. And I really hope this podcast inspires you this year to um, either start, you know, implementing girls empowerment programming in your school this year or kind of, you know, refocusing on it after COVID or, you know, any and all things related to empowering girls. And if you're interested in getting started and you're not sure where to start, if you go to fearlesslygirl.com, I'll put a link in the show notes. And if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of the homepage, there is a free workshop, a free Fearlessly Girl, Girl World 101 workshop that you can download and it's a great way to get started running these kind of programs in your school to kind of feel it out to see how interested the girls are um, to see how kind of you feel running these kind of programs so if you're curious at all throughout this podcast and you want to know where to start go download the free workshop and it's like i said just a great way for you to get started but without further ado (laughs) i'm gonna uh, turn it over to to our um, podcast interview and all the links and everything that we talk about in the episode are going to be in the show notes and if you stick around to the end I have um, some information about a really fun giveaway of our summit kit um, so if you're listening right when this podcast comes out this whole week the summit kit is um, we're doing a giveaway for three different schools to win the summit kit we're also doing our back to school sale with um, all everything is between 30 to 50% off. So again, if you are interested in getting these programs up and running in your school, now is the time. Okay. So anyway, stay tuned to the very end. I'll tell you a little bit more about that, but until then enjoy um, Jody and team talking about their girls group. Okay, hi, and welcome to the Fearlessly Kind podcast. I am here with Jody, Dawn, Ashlyn, and Faith. Welcome to the Fearlessly Kind podcast, you guys. Um, Jody, why don't you kick it off with telling us a little bit about yourself and the girls group you run? Sounds good. Um, I'm Jody Oakley. I am a teacher 
in Northern California. I teach sixth grade. I am the mother of four boys, actually, they're adults, but um, I run Extraordinarily Girl right now out of the school for um, girls grades six through eighth grade. That's amazing. And so what inspired you to start a girls group in your school? Well, several years back, we started noticing a need, even with the younger girls, with the drama and the self-image issues and just things that were happening in the classroom. And um, the teachers and I were having a conversation. We were looking for something to bring to the girls in the classroom that would kind of help these girls through these difficult times. And I stumbled across Fearlessly Girl and I uh, reached out to you and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And there was a particular class that was coming up and we knew that they would definitely benefit from a program like Fearlessly Girl. And um, after a while, it took a little bit of prodding from administration, but we got the program and I started um, an after school group with the girls right before COVID started. Mm. And so we only got part of a year in that year, but we are back up and running this year. And um, it's just, it's been a wonderful program and a wonderful addition to our school, I think. Oh, that's, that's so wonderful. And it's been so great for me to kind of see the journey as you've been on it and what you've done with the girls and some of the beautiful pictures that you shared and some of the really special moments that have happened in this like very safe, lovely space that you've created for the girls. Um, you mentioned it took a bit of nudging with administration. Can you share any, any of the challenges? Because I know we have a lot of listeners who are educators as well, looking to start something like this in, in their schools. Like what, what, what did those challenges look like for you along the way? <laughs> Don and I were just talking about that. Um, I have I have some male administrators at our school, and I I really when I brought this to them, they knew that there was a need, but I don't think they really understood what it's like navigating being a young girl because they've never been one, and so they kind of you know yeah we need something, but then when it came down to well will you help me get this program it was not necessarily going to happen. And so it took, it took at least a year for, for me to finally, actually, I think I got a scholarship from you and then I got the program. And then after that, we were good because they saw it and I was so excited about it. And, you know, I kept running into the office, look at this, this is great. This is what we're going to do. We have a counselor on staff and she was 100% on board and loved mm -hmm. it. And so once I started getting some other people that said, yeah, this is really good, it was, it was a lot easier. But now I have the curriculum because I'm, I'm a facilitator now. I don't have to go through them. I can just go through myself and get it done. But Jody, I love it. <laughs> but to, to be fair, they are absolutely excited that I'm doing the program. I do it after school and they are 100% on board and, and they love what we're doing with the group now. So I, I love that. I, I love it. And sometimes it does like when you do something different that hasn't been done before, there is a little bit of like a ramp up and like you kind of really do need to educate the powers that be of the importance of something like this and why it's needed and why it's necessary. And I think you've done like a really phenomenal job of navigating that and getting this started. And speaking of, of kind of getting it started, how did you go about once you got it all approved and ready to go? How did you get the girls excited about it? And how did you share with them what was going on? Um, initially snacks. Snacks. snacks I do recommend that in the program <laughs> <laughs> you do. Um, 
<laughs> my mother had always said the way to a man's heart is through through food. Well, it also goes for teenage girls and preteen girls. Um, I just, I just word of mouth. I told the girls that I was getting ready to start it. We're a really small school. And so we're more, we're kind of like a family. And mm -hmm. so the teachers and the students, we tend to get really close. And so I just started saying, Hey, I'm going to do this group after school. You should, you should come. It's going to be so much fun. And through word of mouth, it, this year it got, we had, what, 20-something girls one time? We had a large group showed up, and, you know, things got a little crazy towards the end of the year, but um, it was always really good, and the girls looked forward to coming, as far as I know, and they were always asking, are we having group today? Oh, and I love that. It was fun. It was fun. I love that. And so you've gotten, like you said, now that, you know, COVID is dare, dare we say over or, you know, we're kind of, I don't know. <laughs> well, I was going to say, do we say that? I don't I know. know. What we say. I don't know what we say, but now that you kind of are back together with the group, even though I know it's the end of the school year there for you, um, what kind of like, you know, having the, this relationship with the girls that, that you've built over all this time. I mean, what kind of growth and changes and transformations have you seen along the way with the girls that are a part of this? Well, you know, it's funny this year I had, um, I told you I was a sixth grade teacher and I had a group of my sixth grade girls come and we also had some seventh grade girls and eighth grade girls. And we even had high school girls that were supposed to be helpers, but in the past, they're just part of the group anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and my sixth grade girls, after the first meeting, they were really intimidated because there were older girls there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they had, they had expressed their concern and their fear. And um, I said, just keep coming. You're going to like it. It's going to get better. I promise you're going to start feeling more comfortable. And sure enough, they just, at the end, we were having group hugs and Aww. they just were part of the group. And it was, it was awesome to see that kind of thing. I know I had one girl this year. She, um, she was kind of hanging with the rough crowd, a rougher crowd. We don't have too bad of crowds here at um, <laughs> our school, but um, some of her friends were probably not the best of friends to her. And they, they kind of alienated her from the group. And one of the things that I talk about is making good choices. Mm -hmm. And we talk about the whole friendship thing and what, what is a good friend and what is a bad friend? What does that look like? And um, I was watching that process with her. And I got to see it in real time because she was a student in my class. And it was fun to see her, you know, struggling through that, but actually making it through and, mm -hmm. and seeing the change in her, she just, she was kind of a different girl from what I could see, you know, from when she started to when she finished. And I really, that's what I want for all my girls is it's mm -hmm. really a lot about choices that you have to make and being able to identify which, what your choices are and how to make one that's going to be a good one for your life. And we want that for all of our kids. We want it for all of our students, boys, girls, but girls have it really hard because I think, you know, we've talked about this before. They have so much going on because of all the images that are being thrown at them. They think they have to be a certain way or act a certain way. And really, once you get to know these girls, we're all going through the same thing. I mean, it could be fourth graders. It could be middle school, high school. It could be 20 somethings. It's 30 somethings. I know 50 and 60 somethings that still are kind of working with the same, you know, we have these things in our lives that we just, we need someone to tell us we're okay. So. Right. 
And that's what's so powerful and why I'm such a big believer in these girls groups, because it just creates that safe space to kind of like contemplate some of these ideas. And, you know, sometimes it can seem like we're in this, just like we're in our own heads about all these things and we overcomplicate them and we don't know what to do. And when you create a space like you've done in your school for the, for the girls to kind of like explore that and to even have like the language around like some of these different issues and things that they're dealing with and that space to explore that. It, it's amazing, you know, like you said, that journey that you got to see her go on. I mean, that's like a very beautiful thing to witness because it's not just, and I've been such a big believer in all my programming is I never want to stand up there on stage and tell anyone what to do or how to do something or how to think. Like I'm such a big believer in creating a space for people to figure to give girls the tools to figure out what's best for them like what what is their path like we're always I always believe like we're one choice away from you know a completely different life whatever that looks like absolutely to empower the girls to be able to make those choices for themselves not based on all this outside input um it is incredible what like an hour a week or even an hour a month does to kind of be in that space of, of thinking about your life and what you want it to look like and the choices you want to make. So it's cool that you shared that story, which really illustrated that journey for that particular girl. So I think that's really awesome. Yeah. And it's, it's fun being on my end of it, you know, as, as the adult in the situation, I know I don't act like it sometimes, but <laughs> it's, it's fun to, to see them, to make these choices and, and see the outcome of making the right choice. And, um, you know, I told you I'm a mom too. And I, with my boys, it's all about choices. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to see these girls have these, and, and we're at K-12 school. So mm-hmm. I get to watch them from the time they're little until the time they graduate. So we get to see all those phases that they're going to get to go through. And hopefully, you know, when it comes to making some choices, they, they choose wisely. Yeah. And that's like all we can hope for, even as we get older. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. We still, you know what, as adults, we make choices every day, Mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's empowering to feel like you have the skills to make the choice that's the best for you in that moment, wherever it leads you. Right. And just to, you know, I think that's where, because, you know, working in the girls empowerment space, a lot of conversations I have are about like, how do we increase confidence in girls in anyone really, but I mean, specifically, with girls, the audience that I, I work with, it's, it's not so much like telling someone you're great and amazing and this and that. It's like confidence is a muscle you have to build and you build it by trusting yourself. You build it by realizing that you are resilient, that you will bounce back up, that you do have some control over um, you know, your life, the decisions you make, the choices you make. And I think when we can exercise that and you know, by having that safe space that you've created for girls to kind of test that out, you see the results of that. You see them putting that into action and really building like authentic confidence and, and being truly empowered. Like it's an empowering thing to rely on yourself and to trust yourself to navigate through a difficult situation. You know, it's easy to be confident and happy and great when things are perfect, but to be in a difficult situation and be able to like navigate your way through that. I think that's where true confidence and empowerment comes from. Right. And, you know, we, we, we just want these girls to know that they are enough. What they mm-hmm. have is enough. And, you know, you always have that little voice on your shoulder telling you otherwise. And part of this is getting them to not listen to that voice mm-hmm. because we want them, at least I want my girls to see themselves the way that I see them oh, or yeah. their mother sees them or their friends see them because yeah. it is so different than how you see yourself. Mm-hmm. And each and every single girl, they have something amazing to offer. 
Mm-hmm. And they just have to believe in themselves and know that what they have is worth offering to, to the world really, because yeah. they, they're all awesome. It's so, it's so true. And I mean, I feel like that's one of the, the greatest privileges I've had in my career doing this for, you know, 15 years since I, well, 15 plus years now, since I was in high school and this being the only job I've done and ha- getting to have worked with and spoken to like over a hundred thousand girls, like in person, in schools, at events. And I'd always say that to them. Like, I wish you could see yourselves like I see you. And I wish I, there was a magic wand that I could wave and have you realize your worth and your importance and your magic and your, that spark that only you have. Um, but then I, you know, I, I realized too, there's a lot of beauty in the journey of that as well, of like overcoming, unlearning all of those thoughts and those beliefs and things that maybe you've been told your whole life, whether it's, you know, maybe somebody in your household or the media or people that whatever it is, whatever that outside source is to kind of like take ownership of your life, how the the future you want to have for yourself and kind of start making those choices based on that and to unlearn those things and to build yourself up. I mean, that is so empowering, right? Like you appreciate it when you've been through the struggle. There is such a strength in being able to pick yourself up and move Mm -hmm. forward. There really is. And, you know, failure and these things are part of that journey and it makes you who you are. Yeah. I love that you said that. I love that you said that because that's something that holds so many girls back is the fear of failure. And I mean, in my own career too, there's been so many times where I'm like, Oh, like, what if I, what if I fail at that? Or what if I screw up at that? And then I ended up changing my whole motto in business to be fail fast. Like let's get the failures over. They're going to happen. They're inevitable. Like let's fail quickly and then get on with it. And that mindset shift for me has been really powerful because when you accept failure as an inevitable part of life and growth and doing anything cool and exciting and different, I mean, you're going to fail. Like, it's just, there's no successful person that's ever made their way to where they are without failing, but we have such a stigma around it, especially as young women and girls to be like, you don't want to fail. You don't want to mess up. You don't want the judgment or the rejection or whatever. And I granted those things are all difficult to deal with, but when you can make that mindset shift about like, okay, bring it on failure. Like, let's do this. Like I trust myself to get through it. That's where so much confidence. Like for me, when I started this business, when I was still in high school, it, I was so shy. I couldn't talk in front of anybody. Like truly, like if I would have, if somebody would have told me back then that I would have spoken to over a hundred thousand girls, I'd been like, I'm never leaving my room again. Like, honestly, it would have terrified me, but I just had this drive that kept continued to push me to kind of like, take those steps out of my comfort zone and to face my fears. And I realized like, that's where my confidence came from. It wasn't, I wasn't born with it. And I always say to people, I didn't start fearlessly girl because I had all the answers. I started it because I searched for a program like this and I couldn't find it. And I needed it so badly (laughs) that I got out of my own way and created it. And that was the only reason I had confidence and was able to do it was because I, I, I went through it. You know, it wasn't naturally a confident person. Right. And so I think when we can sort of have some of these conversations that you have with your girls in the group and, you know, just kind of like, let's, it really does let everyone have that space to kind of be who they are and to figure out their own way forward. And I think that's like, just so crazy empowering and to also have a group of friends that support them. Like when they do fail and screw up or mess up or whatever, to know that like people have your back as well is really powerful. Yeah, that is huge. That is huge because girls are afraid to fail. And as a teacher, the way that my class is, is 
I'm always failing in front of my class and, you know, and I try to use it as a learning experience because even as a, an adult, we make mistakes, we mess up mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and I do it in front of, you know, 25 kids all the time. And you, you know? model it, you model that for them and, you know, let them know like, okay, that's all right. This is how you, yep. that's empowering. I mean, to never show up and just pretend you have it all figured out and no one relates to perfection you know even though as young women especially we're kind of sold that that's what we need to be we need to be perfect but nobody can relate to that and I think when you can show up authentically and be real and model what it looks like to go through a hard time model what it looks like to fail and mess up and to do it in an empowered way I think that's some of the greatest lessons that you can ever give to anybody for sure. I mean, we, you know, in the girl, in the girls group, we try to, um, you know, we don't want the fake, the fake, we want the real, we want the authentic. And if I was to get up there and say, you know, of course I've joked about it. Oh, I meant to make that mistake, you know, but I'm usually laughing when I say it, but it, they know I've made the mistake. Why try to hide it? I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because that's who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm flawed. We're all flawed somehow, some way. But that that needs to be good enough. Yeah, and we need to normalize that a lot more yeah. than it has been. And I think we've made some progress, but we certainly still have a very long way to go. And so I just, I love what you've done, Jody. I've, I've loved getting to know you and work with you over these years. And what I'd love to do now is I would love to talk to Ashlyn and Faith a little Yay! bit. Welcome girls to the podcast. Come on, come on girls, come forward. Come on, come forward. Let me see your beautiful faces. I have so many. Well, not so many. I do have some questions for you. Um, These are all, awesome ladies. I are, love. Yes. Well, thank you girls so much. I know that talking about steps out of our comfort zones, I know this is one for you too, but the reason why I'm, I'm so excited you're here is that I think it's always super interesting to get the girls that are part of a group like this to get your own perspective on it. So I just want to thank you for being here. And I want to start off with um, a question for, I don't know if one of you wants to go first in answering the question, Um, but I I will pick if I need to. But uh, the first question I have for you is what has being a part of this group been like for you? It's been really fun. And it just makes me happy to know that we all have like the same thoughts and we go through similar things. Yeah, no, I totally get that. Instead of feeling like you're the only one going through something, I think when I would be doing the summits in the schools, that was something that surprised the girls the most, I think, was when they realized that they weren't the only ones feeling insecure and feeling not good enough or whatever, whatever the case may be. So I love that you you're part of this group and you found that, you know, kind of that connection between all girls, really, in that we're all going through very similar, similar things. How about you? Are you, so you've been in the group longer, is that right? They've both been in the same amount oh, of time. The same amount of time. Okay. So how about you? What's your experience been like? Um, pretty much the same. Like it's pretty fun. Like, um, <laughs> like that we get to kind of like talk to each other and relate. Yeah. No, I love that. I think that's really great. And what? Um, um, what other question do I have? What do you enjoy the most about like showing up every, every meeting? Like, what, what do you look forward to the most? Um, just seeing everyone because we've all become really good friends over the time of being in the group. Oh, that's cool. So you weren't all like kind of friends going into it. You made friends while you were in the group. Yeah. 
I love that. I think that's amazing. And so you're in the group with like girls of all different grades and ages, right? Is that, is that right? Yeah. So do you find kind of like the older girls kind of look out for the younger girls and the younger girls look up to the older girls? Kind of. Yeah. That's so nice. I love that. Um, what else do I have for you? So what do you feel like this group, like what kind of impact has it had on you or the school that you're a part of? Like, have you noticed any kind of impact that it's had? It brings me relief, kind of just to like get out of my system. Mm -hmm. Talk it out kind of. Yeah, it's so helpful, right? Instead of keeping it bottled up inside and not talking to anyone about it, it's, it, I know for sure it's nice to have like something that you know that you're a part of that you can go to and just get it out of your system and talk and not be judged either, right? Like, all the times I've talked to Jody about this group and the, some of the pictures that she shared with me, it shows such a supportive group of young women. And I, I, I love, I love seeing that. Like, I love, I love seeing the groups in action and just seeing that, you know, there's a place for so many girls to go and just get like support and, you know, love from each other. Super cool. <laughs> um, all right. Do you, would you recommend like other schools offering groups like this like do you think it's important for girls to have something like this to go to yeah <laughs> <laughs> well I mean that does answer the question <laughs> okay I've got one more question for you guys um how do you feel like you have personally changed or grown since starting the group um I started out like really shy but I think like I kind of like more like outgoing I guess love that how about you I feel like I've gotten more confident within being in the group oh my gosh I love that I, that's so amazing see that wasn't so bad you guys did great <laughs> <laughs> you guys did great thank you so much and again like the I, I just I think it's important for um, you know, for people to kind of hear from the girls that these groups are meant to serve, right? And to hear that there is an impact. And I know because it, it is a lot of work. And I know, Jody, you can definitely speak to this of like starting something like this and keeping it going. Um, but it does matter, right? Like this. Oh, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. And so I'm going to kind of trail off a little bit. We have Dawn here and she's kind of, she's my right hand man. But she's kind of in between in the sense that she didn't, you know, she wasn't, this wasn't her brainchild, but she kind of, she knows all these kids and she's been in there. And I want kind of maybe her take just because she's yeah. another she's a support staff at the school and my partner in crime, but just to kind of maybe get her take on it too, because she sees a lot of these kids in ways that I don't get to see them because I'm in the classroom a lot. Mm -hmm. so. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I'd love to on the spot. Sorry. <laughs> um, I, I guess I'll start with um, when Jody first approached me about Fearlessly Girl, I wasn't exactly sure what to expect or even really what to think of it because I know growing up, I grew up in the eighties. I graduated high school in 1987 um, things were a lot different, a lot different. I think you can agree with mm -hmm. me, Jody. back then. We didn't have the pressures that these girls have now, um, thanks to social media, which can be a good thing, but at the same time, it can be a bad thing because it exposes them to all of this atmosphere out there that we're trying to protect them from. 
And so when she came to me and said, this is what I'm starting, I said, well, it sounds intriguing. Let's talk more about it. So we started having our breakfast together <laughs> in the mornings at 5.30 in the morning. Yep. Um, but the more that, I, more that I found out about it, the more I liked it. And I started coming to the meetings and it was just incredible how some of these girls that I would see out on campus and in the, cause I run the cafeteria, I'm the food services director here totally different when they're out there than they are in a classroom and to see them when they come in here for a meeting it's like I don't know who this girl is anymore I didn't expect her to be so vulnerable and to open up because she was such a uh I'll just say a hard head you know with the hard shell not wanting to let anybody in and then to come here and just blossom especially like these two like they said they're shy and now you just you, you see them on campus and it's like I don't know who they are anymore wow you know and that's a good thing um, but yeah, it's, I, I think that Jody doing this is really good for the school because a lot of the girls, especially this year, were so excited because they would come into the cafeteria and say, Miss Downs, are you going to be there? Because of my responsibilities that I have outside of school, there's times that I can't be here, mm -hmm. but when I'm at, but when I am here, I am so glad that I do come because, you know, it's like I said, these girls just, they change when they come in here. They're not so hard. They're not so guarded and they're just not so within themselves. They come here and they know that they're safe. They know that nothing's going to leave these four walls, go out that window or out the door that they tell us that we're going to keep it and we're not going to tell anyone so that they feel safe. Katie, that's right. <laughs> we're at a school <laughs> all right you're at a school this is the authentic yeah. school experience yeah. like i mean we don't mess around in this podcast and pretend we have it all perfect we're not, right? in, we're not in a recording studio <laughs> there's a toddler running around outside my door so you know it does it's life it happens right <laughs> but um no i think i think just hearing you talk about that transformation is so cool. That was one thing, you know, like doing 15 years of summits all across North America, I would come in and I would do a summit and I would see the transformation in that day. But one thing I was always, you know, a little envious of was for the teachers, the people that were running this with like the same group of girls for a year or more and getting to truly see that, that transformation um, from a program like this. So I, I do think it's really cool that you're able to, to witness that kind of long-term. And I always loved during a summit when I'd see the girls that were really shy in the beginning, because I could totally relate to that because I was so shy when I was at school and seeing the girls, knowing what that felt like, and then seeing them at the end, come up and read their dear girl cards or say something to the full group. Like I knew, I knew that journey and seeing the girls do it in the course of three hours during a summit. I can only imagine what it's like for you guys to see that compounded over one or two or however, however many years you, you get to work with these girls. So I think yeah. well, Ashlyn, Ashlyn now she is on like a broad, she took a broadcasting class. And so oh. she actually does YouTube yes. things for the school. So she's what? up in front of the camera. Yeah. And she was, she was very shy when she was in my sixth grade class. And now she's up in front of a camera doing YouTube videos. Oh my so. goodness. I'm still too scared to do YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> she had to get the grade. So she was more or less had to, but she does great. She does great. Maybe I need to put that kind of pressure on myself to get me out doing that. I know, I know everyone keeps telling me I need to make TikToks for the business. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I don't know how to start with that. But anyway, 
I put it out there now. So now I've got, I got no excuse not to, but there you go. <laughs> anyway, so what, uh, what kind of, you know, in the looking at the future of this group, I know you guys have finished this school year. Um, next year, what's your vision for this girls group? Um, well, it, you know, I, I'm hesitant to get rid of some of these girls. These girls are going to be in high school starting in August. And you know, I get attached once, once the girls are mine, they're mine, like forever. <laughs> and um, so I'm trying to figure out a way that I can keep them involved, yet bring these younger ones in, but not have such a big gap. So I don't know if I, I haven't really thought that far ahead, but I don't, I need these girls to mm -hmm. help with the younger ones. And since we are a K-12, all the younger ones are really looking up to these girls. And, sure. you know, and, and they're still, it's still a learning process and they're going to have a whole different set of things that they're going to be facing in high school than they did in middle school. Mm -hmm. And so I want to keep the group going. Fortunately, I can, I can kind of mo uh, modify these lessons and kind of make them my own. That's another mm -hmm. thing I love about the program. I can make it mine mm -hmm. and put my own spin on things. Yeah, and so I love there's so much that you can do to to make it love to see more girls involved and I would love to be able to bring other schools in or go out to the other schools and bring them something because it's needed not just at our school but it's needed everywhere these girls especially after COVID they got locked in the houses and mm -hmm. and you know, they couldn't go out and they didn't get to see their friends and all they had was social media and it was just being bombarded. And as a teacher, I see how that has even changed them in just a couple of years. And these girls need to know that, you know, like we talked about, they're good enough. And what you see on social media isn't what real people are like. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, do you really want to be that? Mm -hmm. Do you want to be fake? Do you want that? Or do you want people to like you because you are amazing just how you are, whether it be goofy and silly, or, you know, we talk about character traits, like, are you being honest with your friends and being faithful with your friends? And, you know, you know, we do the whole thing with the backstabbing and not, you know, what makes a good friend and just people liking you because you're you, mm -hmm. because that's who we want is we want people to know us and like us for who we are. Yeah, that feels so much better at the end of the day. And I found that as I've gotten older, I thought it was like when high school, I thought like having the most amount of friends was what was important. But as I get older, my group is smaller and smaller, but there are people that I'm so myself with, like I'm just completely unavailable at this point in my life to be friends with people who don't accept me for who I am. And, and that's a quality that I look for in my, in my friends is authenticity and not perfection. You know, I don't ever expect that, but I just expect you to show up the, the imperfect mess that we all are, yes. you know, and love each other where we're at. And I think that's, um, you know, to kind of teach girls that at a, at a younger age, so they can maybe miss out on so many years of having those like fake friendships or being friends with people who don't love and support you for who you are, or maybe encourage you to do things that you don't feel aligned with, right? That, you know, it's not the right choice for you and to have the, to be empowered enough to kind of like speak up and stay true to that. I mean, that's why I, I do. I mean, Jody, I know like, you know, we've talked so much about this on like our group calls and stuff is just how important this work is and how, you know, whatever it looks like, whether it's a fearlessly girl program or not. I mean, there's so many great programs out there to bring into your school. I'd love your take on like 
you know, because I do get a lot of questions from schools about like starting a girls group and should I, shouldn't I, like what advice, what tips do you have um, to share with, with teachers that might be in that position for the upcoming school year? Yes, do it. Be relentless. Don't give up. Just keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. The need is a thousand percent there. These girls definitely need some kind of program in their life, something that's going to give them the proper direction and the tools to deal with all the things that are being thrown at them. You know, keep pushing on their administration until they get get on board, talk to the parents, talk to the, you know, the school board, the PTA, and especially ones that have daughters, mm-hmm. you, you know, really appeal to them and, and get them on board, even if it's just showing them curriculum and getting them ideas and, and you having these types of programs in the school is going to help deal with so many problems later on some of the issues if you you nip them in the bud early and you get these girls on board with this later on, they're not going to have a lot of the issues that we're seeing in the schools today. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's so many things that these girls are being faced with and things being thrown at them and, it, and they don't know how to deal with it. And so there could be fighting. There's depression. I mean, teen suicide is up and all these things that are happening. And if you can get to the core of the problem and deal with it it's going to be better off for everybody in the future. And so the teachers need to find somebody, they, even if it's not a teacher running the program, just get, you know, a fun outgoing parent or anybody who has a heart for this kind of work and just help them along, lead them along and get it started. And they won't be sorry. I love that. I love that. Well, I think that is so wonderful. Um, I could keep talking about this forever, but I'm sure with the end of the school year there, you guys are probably very busy. Um, so I just wanted to thank all of all of you guys, Jody, Dawn, Ashlyn, Faith for being a part of this. And I honestly, I just, I can't wait to see what the future holds for your group. I've already seen all the incredible work you've had, you've done and the impact you've had on so many girls. And um, yeah, let's see what, let's see what this next school year brings. So thank you guys so much for being a part of this. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. So much great information. Um, thank you again, Jody and team. That was just so fantastic. So much great information, so many great takeaways. And so like I said at the beginning of this episode, if you are interested in diving into running a girls group or running a summit or a girls night in, um, head to fearlesslygirl.com. You can get started with that free workshop that you can download right away, have access to that right away. But also if you're listening to this the week that this podcast episode comes out or even the following week, because the the sale goes um, through the end of next week, you can snag any and all of our programs for between 30 to 60% off. And if you go to either our Facebook page or Instagram page, both of those are linked below there's a giveaway post. And so if you follow along, like, share, um, tag some people in the comments for some bonus entries, you'll be entered in for the draw to win one of the three summit kits. So the draw, um, the contest closes at midnight on the 8th of September, and I'm announcing the winners on Friday the 9th. So good luck enter that tag everyone who you think might be interested in it for tons of extra entries and uh, stay tuned for next week we have a really really fantastic episode with another one of our fearlessly kind facilitators her name is laura gleason she's an ex uh, teacher 
but a current teen life coach. And she just has so much value to add about how to motivate the girls in our lives, how to be role models for the girls in our lives, how to have an even greater impact on the girls in our lives. So if you are a parent, if you are an educator, if you are running your own girls empowerment programs, you don't wanna miss next week with Laura. And um, until then, head to the show notes, find all the links, and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for joining us.